Greetings and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast from Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Diana Sanchez-Bouchong, Executive Director of Worship Resources and Director of Music Ministries. During this time of transition from virtual to in-person and hybrid worship, the worship team has endeavored to provide conversations that inspire worship teams and leaders to seize this moment and realize the opportunities before the church, finding ways to help those worshiping with us to re-engage and shape the church we are becoming. I'm excited about today's podcast because today we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Raquel Martinez and Bishop Joel Martinez, who have just published a new bilingual worship resource through Abingdon Press called Fiesta Ubilosa. Dr. Raquel Martinez is a retired church musician who served in the former Rio Grande Conference, now called Rio Texas Conference, for over 40 years. She served in the United Methodist Board of Global Ministries as administrative assistant and later as a board director and musician in the former women's division, now United Women in Faith. And these were the years of 1984 to 1992. She continues her music ministry as needed. And Raquel is also the editor of the Spanish language hymnal Mil Voces para Celebrar, published by United Methodist Publishing House in 1996, and co-author of Fiesta Cristiana, a worship resources book published in 2003 by Abingdon Press. Now, Bishop Juan Martinez was ordained elder in 1965 and has served as a pastor and district superintendent in the Rio Grande Annual Conference. He also served on the staff of the General Board of Global Ministries, 1975 to 81. He was elected to the Episcopacy in 1992, served as a bishop in Nebraska and the San Antonio area, and retired in 2008. He chaired the National Committee of the National Plan for Hispanic Ministries and was president of the General Board of Global Ministries, 2000 to 2008. And he is a co-author with his wife, Raquel, of Fiesta Cristiana, the bilingual worship resource book published in 2003 by Abingdon Press. My goodness, both of you are so, so wonderful in all that you have offered to our church. And I thank you on behalf of the church for what you've done. And Raquel, I love singing with you and hearing you play the piano and you're so inspiring. And Bishop Martinez, you've just been such a gift to our church in your preaching. And uh, not long ago, I asked you to help with one of my classes that I was teaching for a course of study, and I appreciate your help on that. So first off, I just want to ask you, tell us how you're doing, what's going on in your lives today, and just how are you in general? Well, Diana, we are doing all right. We are really trying to take care of ourselves, keeping up with our doctor's appointments and doing all that we can for the good of the people. Uh, We continue wearing our masks wherever we go Mm. and uh, trying to stay busy, uh, uh, making ourselves comfortable and uh, available to our congregation in case they need us. We get calls now and then to go and visit somebody, take communion to someone. So we try to do that kind of ministry 
trying to stay active for as long as we're able, as long as God will help us on this earth. Thank you, Raquel. I would just simply add, again, underscore, uh, we've been blessed with good health uh, during this COVID crisis and all of our uh, shots, including two booster shots. Thankful for that. And uh, no COVID in our immediate family, although in the extended family, we've had uh, a few cases, as I'm sure most of us have experienced that in our family. Wanted to just mention two things. One is that this Thursday uh, is our 61st wedding anniversary. Uh, So uh, that's coming up. Uh, We're not going to do much, but uh, we're certainly going to pause. be prayerful and thankful and enjoy a good meal together. And Raquel is going to be working, continuing to plan for a fundraising concert in our home church in Seguin, La Trinidad, United Methodist Church, which is now in its 117th year of ministry. And we're trying to uh, encourage and resource that church with much needed projects and, and missional work. So pray for us. We hope uh, she hopes to do that in October. And I, I plan, and what I plan to do, I'd like to showcase some of the songs in Fiesta Jubilosa. I'm going to have a, a group, you know, a percussion and a trumpet player, and I'll be at the piano. So I really plan to have the book and show it. This, you can get this at Coatsbury and, and, and just... Just play some of the some of the, the songs that we have there, so people have a chance to hear them with a percussion. You know, wonderful. Well, that that's a wonderful lead-in, Raquel, to what we're going to talk about today, which is this new bilingual worship resource, Fiesta Vilosa. Right. So, what I want to talk to, about today is, you know, how it came about and what's in it, and how people can get it, and all those sorts of things, but. So this first question I want to ask you both, what made you decide to develop this worship resource? So what was the impetus and what's your desire and as you compile these pieces and, and now making them available to the church? Let me, let me start on that. When, when it comes to the worship experience, the Latino, Hispanic Latino community has a lot to share with a wider church. But that's something that we haven't been doing very well. And I refer specifically to our denomination. I feel that we United Methodists have not provided enough or sufficient bilingual material for our congregations, which by now many of them have both English and Spanish services. And we just have not been able to provide enough material for congregations that are meeting in this way. Of course, we have uh, our Spanish hymnal. Mil Voces para Celebrar and Fiesta Cristiana, but these are not fully bilingual. There's portions of the books that are bilingual, but not, not, the, it's not a fully bilingual. So that is in part what compelled me to try to do something, if not a full, full hymnal, at least something that we can start using mm. for our congregations that are meeting, uh, you know, together, mm. especially now that more and more Hispanic Latino uh, worshipers are attending congregations that, uh, speaking English congregations, and we need to have this sort of material. And really what my desire is for this work, for this worship resources book, is that it be a bilingual resource, but not just for the Hispanic Latino community, but for all of the people of God, singing together the same songs and reading the same prayer litanies and saying the same prayers in their own language simultaneously. And this is especially important, but I just mentioned that more and more 
of our people are joining English congregations. So we need to, we need to, we United Methodists need to have something to fill this need. And I feel this, uh, this songbook will at least partially be able to fill this need. That's a beautiful vision. I love it. And especially when you mentioned that sort of Pentecostal moment, right? When we all right. uh, worship and pray and sing in our own language, but right. we do it together. That's in right. community. A Pentecostal experience. You're right. Yes. I, I might add just a word on that. Raquel and I both heard recurring inquiries or requests from pastors, uh, lay people, quite often uh, musicians and choir members in our churches as we move around and get invited to preach or to participate in worship about resources and other opportunities to, uh, to learn and to practice uh, worship. So we, we sensed that absence, that there was not enough and felt that we needed to respond to it in some way, particularly Raquel, who is well known in the churches as a professional musician and editor and so forth. So she took the lead in that. I tried to be uh, supportive of that and, of course, encouraging of that. And as she has mentioned, we know that there are many gifted and talented musicians and lyricists and liturgists in the Hispanic Latino community that can offer content and offer their their um, giftedness to the church. So it was a matter of, you know, reaching out and including uh, a wider voices in, in, in this book. And so that the whole United Methodist Church, as Raquel says, would benefit when you have it in both languages. And there's a particular sensitivity with us about the, the southwestern and western part of the country where the bilingual reality is, is very much with us. As Diana, you know that very well. And so uh, if we're to reach uh, younger generations, current and younger generations, we need to uh, we need to be ready with more bilingual uh, resourcing in worship. So those are some of the factors that uh, moved us forward. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to spend a little time here talking about the, the two main categories of things that people can find in this book. Of course, the songs and then the other worship resources. So Raquel, I want to ask you, because um, looking through this, this book, there's a combination of songs and I want to talk about the music first. Some are new pieces to the United Methodist repertoire, while some others are familiar, but you have a new setting for them. Tell us about them and what your hopes are for churches who will begin to sing them. Uh, yes, combining the old or should I say the familiar with the new. <laughs> uh, let me first say that the whole section of hymns and worship resources are based on the Christian year. Everything is based on the Christian year. There are some selections, like you mentioned. We have about 86 or so songs. Of those, um, there are a few, I would say maybe about 10, that I left intact as they are in the United Methodist Kingdom and as we have them in the Spanish tradition. And they are either from the United Methodist Hymnal or from the Faith We Sing or from Worship and Song. Now, these have the same text and the same music. And the reason I did that was because I wanted to have something in the book that everybody would feel familiar with. They would be able to not feel so threatened by everything being new, 
and having to learn everything anew. But I have something that they were comfortable with and they would gradually. See, my idea is to introduce this book gradually so mm. that people will begin to enjoy it and not be daunted or you know, <laughs> afraid of it. Mm. So that's why I decided to leave some exactly the way they were, but in their bilingual setting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we have about 12 or so songs that are from the United Methodist Hymnal with new music. People will know the text, so they will keep comfortable with that. All they have to worry about is learning the music, and it would be a little easier to just have to learn the music, in other words, as well. And, you know, changing the music changes a complete song. You know, it, 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 yes. the music comes, the song comes alive. It almost becomes a different experience when you sing it. You probably have experienced this, Diana, with mm-hmm. something with a different music. It, it, it lessens the soul. So I decided to do a few songs with new music, traditional text, but new music. And I really would wish that people would use the new tune. You know, They may be tempted to go back to the old tune, to the familiar tune, and that would be okay. But let's also learn the new music to go with those songs. Now, the greater portion of the music is material from Latin America, the Caribbean, Mexico, and even some parts of the U.S. And this is for percussion can play a big part. Some of these can be considered praise songs. And these are lively songs that will encourage body motion. You know, I, I have always said that we praise God not just with our voice, but with our whole body, you know, with body motion. Mm-hmm. And we have this from, you know, John Wesley left this in, in his instructions for singing when he said, when you sing to God, do not sing as though, as though you are half dead, <laughs> but sing yes. with, with your eyes upon God. So this is what we try to do. If I can oh, interrupt here. When Hispanics sing, I never see them half dead. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're alive. They're animated, yes. Um, Yeah. Now and especially if you have all the percussion instruments, but now and then we we hear people singing real, real slow, and then it gets slower and slower and so. But you're right, a lot of our Hispanic music is very lively. So it leads to movement. So all of the songs have their guitar chords. And of course, they can also be accompanied to the uh, with with a keyboard and other percussion instruments. But we we encourage that they uh, bring some percussion instruments. Now, I have here that for special occasions, you might even want to consider a mariachi music. And this is a type of music that evolved in certain parts of Mexico during the 19th century. A, a true mariachi consists of about 12 players, but I, I would only suggest maybe four, four players, uh, the guitar, the uh, violin, and the trumpet would complete the set. You know, My husband and I have experienced this in occasions when we have listened to um, a mass, an occasional mass where they use the mariachi music. Yes. And that is a glorious, wonderful sound. We really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And Diana, I don't know, you may remember in 2004, South Central Jurisdiction Conference in Corpus Christi, that for the communion service, we used the setting from Fiesta Cristiana, and we had, we were accompanied by mariachi group. Yes. And people really, really enjoy that. The whole service was accompanied by, we had music that we had in Fiesta Cristiana. And that was a wonderful experience. So that that could be done. 
I would also say that this resource can be used in, in, in other venues, not just in church, but uh, groups that are you know, meeting in homes, Bible studies in homes, you know, and in other, in other faith communities uh, that they usually enjoy singing praise songs. They could very well use this book there. So it's, an, it's another place where it can be used. So, of course, eventually, uh, my hope is that we eventually have a full hymnal, hmm. as other denominations have, full hymnals that are bilingual. And I hope that down the road, maybe we will also have, for United Methodists, a full hymnal that is fully bilingual. Amen. 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 Thank you. I hope right. that's enough for you to consider. <laughs> Oh, I think that that definitely whets our appetite because there's so much there. And, and um, I'm already thinking about videos that we need to make to, to uh, show how to do the mariachi music with some of the songs that you have. And yes, we'll we'll get to that, too, in the future. So, Bishop Martinez, you've been quiet for a little bit. So I'm going to ask you a question. I, I noticed that your name is on several of the worship resources. You've written worship resources that are included in this book, mm-hmm. some new and some some familiar. So could you talk us through what people can expect in regards to the worship resources? Sure. Well, been a privilege to work on, on this resource with Raquel. And we both were very conscious that we needed to correlate with the seasons of the Christian year in our both our liturgical resources and our music. We have experienced and been blessed by the rich and meaningful impact of celebrations and affirmations of the fullness of the gospel through the practice of observing the seasons of the Christian year. There's a um, a way in which we grow spiritually by following the Christian year through worship, uh, through the journey of Christ among us. So we wanted to be sure that we correlated with the Christian year. So you'll know that the prayers are related to the seasons as well as the music. We also wanted to include some specific United Methodist elements in those liturgical resources. So for example, Susanna Wesley, uh, a litany about her, who is really uh, the the precursor and the mother of, of Methodism. Uh, she really made it happen in that home in Epworth, as all of us know. And so, so we wanted to include elements that reflect that that legacy, a spiritual legacy. I also wanted to highlight some remembrance of the Hispanic Latino pioneers reflected in one of our prayers, and uh, also. Raquel and I talked about the Hispanic family and how it is that, for example, Mother's Day and Father's Day, which are really kind of more secularized uh, <laughs> events in our culture, but that in, 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 in the church context, in the congregational context, Hispanic congregational context, they really are, they really are about celebrating the life together of the multi-generational Hispanic family. You're you're very conscious of that, and we are too. So, so those are some of the elements that we wove into the liturgical pieces. And I think had we had more time and more space, we would have done more. Uh, we have done a number of celebrations that relate to our our historical journey as Hispanic Latino United Methodists. We have quite a bit of music 
related to that that Raquel has written, and I could go on and on about that. But that's that lays out some of the rationale that is reflected in the choices we made. And we had some wonderful contributions from Yolanda Puportis, uh, Liz Lopez, Roberto Gomez, and others. So it's it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful source for hopefully some inspiration for our churches. Yes, um, as I've read through it, it's it has such a great variety. And as I mentioned earlier, some things that feel familiar and some things that feel fresh and new that speak to mm-hmm. today, to this context. Yeah. So I'm remembering, Raquel, a year ago when, when you brought this resource to my attention as you were considering publishing it, that you had put several years of work into compiling yes. that. Could you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> It really goes back to 2003 after Fiesta Cristiana. Wow. When people started saying, well, are you going to do another book? Uh, you know, write some more music. So I started gradually over the years writing a song or two and so on. And, but they were all in Spanish. I didn't have anything bilingual then or they were not in any kind of order either. Just you know, random things. And then I went through a period there where I had enough material that I sent it to the publishing house. Dean, Catherine Dean, I think, was still there. Mm-hmm. And uh, But at that time, there was no money. <laughs> in any case, my material was not in any kind of order. Like I said, it was just random types of music, you know, songs. So, okay, so I put that aside and I did not didn't do anything for a while. And then it was really during the pandemic years mm. when I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> and I had the time. So I said, well, I'm going to go back to the music. And, and that's when I really dis- realized that Spanish enough was, was not going to be enough. Was, by then, you know, a lot of people, all of our Hispanics were going to Andrew congregations and so in our, our, our own churches are having Spanish English services. So I said, this whole thing has to be bilingual. So I started translating some of those things or or trying to find some things that were already in both languages. Mm. I have to say a lot lot of material from the other two hymnals that are fully bilingual. And so that's when I I began to think of putting everything into the Christian year. And then when I said, we also need to have some other type of worship resources other than the music. And that's when I asked for his help. And I approached the Yolanda Puportis and others who sent me material. Yolanda Puportis already had, like I said, there's a lot of material within our own people. Yes. Yolanda had lots and lots of, of worship material. So she sent me everything. Good. And then Joel wrote about 15 litanies and so on. So I started working with a group to help me put this together. Yeah, I sent you about 15 numbers or so. And um, that's really how it happened. That's great. Thank you, Raquel. I, I was just going to say, so while most of us during the pandemic were binging Netflix, you were writing a resource for the United Methodist <laughs> <Middle> Church. <laughs> and God bless you for that. And and I know I know in uh, in the many years that we have been together that the Holy Spirit works in Amen. you and you and, you know, the Holy Spirit taps us all on the shoulder, but only oh. some people really stop and listen and say, oh, maybe I need to pick that back up and maybe I need to expand. And so I'm just so thrilled about all that and and how this came about. Thank you for that. I had to depend a lot on God's grace. <laughs> That's the only way. Amen. Amen. I had good helpers who helped me. Yes. Especially big, big help here. 
<laughs> our, our husbands can be such wonderful resources for us. Praise God. Well, with a little bit of time we have left, let me just ask if there are other things you want to lift up for our listeners that uh, pertaining to this resource, what, what can they look forward to or what is something you want them to know? Let me say a word about that. Yes, very quickly. I want to summarize by saying that Fiesta Jubilosa is both a recognition of the missional horizon that is inclusive of Hispanic Latino peoples of this hemisphere, on the one hand. And it is at the same time an affirmation that we need to prepare for the welcoming and inclusion and full participation of all God's gifted people through the use of their language, their culture, and their giftedness. So it, it, it's both a recognition, but then an affirmation of that for us. And so uh, I just want to lift that up as kind of a closing comment on my part. And Just my, my only hope is that in the future, we will finally be able to have one a united Methodist hymnal, Unario Metodista Unido, fully bilingual. Gathering all the richest things that we have for, from our people. Everybody working together, put a whole hymnal together. That's that's still my dream that it'll happen in the near future. Well, amen to that. Uh, yeah, uh, that's wonderful. And and resources like this, you know, get us a step closer to that. And so, and, yes, it's amazing. Well, thank you both so much for being here and for sharing with us a little bit about the history of this project and how and what people can look forward to. It should be going out to churches very soon. Mm-hmm. Bishop Martinez, did you want to say something about that, how it's getting distributed? Yes, I'm. I, we celebrated, <laughs> Kelly and I, that uh, the United Methodist Publishing House is uh, distributing complimentary copies throughout the denomination to predominantly Hispanic Latino congregations and ministries to introduce and promote the utilization uh, of the resource. I think that's a, a very strategic move. And I have already heard some pastors that say they're looking forward to receiving that and then placing orders to uh, make sure the full congregation uses it in various settings, not only in worship, but in Sunday school and special gatherings of youth and adults. So I salute United Methodist Publishing House and your leadership at Discipleship Resources for, for making this happen. I think it's going to be a breakthrough. Yeah. You all gave us an opportunity to collaborate uh, multi-agency with, with, yes, the United Methodist Publishing House, Discipleship Ministries, and the Upper Room. And so we're all very proud of this coming out. And people will be able to find this on our website and certainly at United Methodist Publishing House, Cokesbury. So uh, be sure Mm -hmm. and look for that very soon. It will be coming out, but you you should be able to uh, find a link to that already. And we'll put a link with this podcast. Well, thank you again, both of you. Um, You're you're not only dear friends, but your family, mi familia. Uh, Thank you so much, Diane. Thank Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope that this has been helpful to you. Remember that you can find more information at our website, umcdiscipleship.org. We want you to tell us what you think. So send us an email. Until next time, we'll be praying for and with you and your congregation. May God continue to bless your worship ministry as you make disciples for the transformation of the world. 
This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.